0: Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm your host, Tish. Journey with me as I talk to everyday people about how Christ changed their life. back to another episode of trust the journey before i introduce our guest today i have a prayer request this morning on my way to this appointment i was going through the starbucks drive-thru to get my overpriced drink and as i'm going through the drive-thru i'm looking through my rearview mirror and i see this gentleman who's just watching the cars go through the drive-thru it was laid on my spirit to buy that man a cup of coffee right so as i'm going through i get his coffee didn't ask if he wanted cream and sugar i just kind of put it on the side. As I'm handing it to this gentleman, this gentleman says to me, oh, thank you. Thank you for the coffee. He said, how can I be praying for you today? And I didn't even know what to say. It just totally caught me off guard. I know that this um, gentleman was homeless. All I could say is just pray for me that I can continue to bless other people. And I said, you know, what's your name? How can I be praying for you? He said, my name is Bill or you can call me Will, whichever you want. And I said, well, how can I be praying? for you, Bill. He says, you know, I am homeless. I'm being seen at the VA hospital, and I'm waiting for them to let me know when my next appointment is. You know, I've got some things going on in my body. You know, I just need to be seen. I need help. And I said, I'll be praying for you. And there was a car behind me. As I'm pulling away, I'm thinking, I thought I was there to bless him, you know, with that simple cup of coffee. But in that moment, he truly blessed me. And how he blessed me was asking how can I be praying for you? Didn't ask for anything else. He wasn't asking for money. He didn't even ask for that cup of coffee. He wanted to know how he could be praying for me. Please pray for Bill. Let's pray that the Lord provides shelter for him. Let's pray that Bill gets the medical attention that he needs. Bill fought for this country so that we could have the things that we do, the freedoms that we do. So let's please lift Bill up in prayer today. Let's introduce our next Guest. I know that you probably remember her. She was my guest co host. Let's welcome back Lisa. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Tish. How are you? I'm doing good. Let's start it out this morning. First of all, you introducing yourself. I do know that the listeners have heard from you before, but let's remind them a little bit about you. Well,
1: my name is Lisa. I am married and I've been married for going on five years. I have a daughter, seven months. I have been serving Christ consistently. And with dedication now for about four and a half years, been saved for eight. Here I am today, you know, continuing to try to do my best to be the best servant that I can for Christ.
0: Tell the listeners something that people may not know about you.
1: I love cartoons and I love to laugh. I talk to myself. We know you talk to yourself. And uh, I'm a comedian at heart. I'm very goofy. A lot of people that know me now sometimes might not know know that, but there's a lot of reasoning that goes behind that. But I'm a very goofy person. I am all about life and again, I can watch cartoons 24/7. I'm a kid at heart. Okay. So you
0: love cartoons. <laughs> What's your favorite cartoon?
1: I would probably have to say Bob's Burgers. Oh my
0: <laughs> word. That is a good one. This morning, we're going to start out talking up to Lisa about her testimony and what led her to Christ. Go ahead, Lisa, share with us your testimony.
1: So I know for me, in my lifetime, I've gone through a lot, but I'm gonna break it down to a specific testimony that really elevated my relationship with Christ. I lost my first child in 2013. Mm -hmm. It was an ectopic pregnancy, horrible experience. And then three years later, I lost my second child at six months and I had to deliver him. With both those experiences, I dealt with two totally different emotions. The first one, I let the devil completely consume me. I blamed God. I became depressed. I sheltered myself. I cut myself from the church, my relationships, my relationship with God, and my relationship with myself. I became of a victim, and fleshly, I thought that was okay because in my mind, I'm thinking, I just lost a child, so it's okay for me to be stuck right there in the pit and feel sorry for myself and the world out to get me, why God? Feeling like I had done everything for him and not understanding why he had done that to me. The second time that I've lost Noah, they both hurt, but I think that one was a little bit harder because right. I built a relationship with him. You know, I was so excited. I had thought I couldn't have kids and it just, it hit me hard. I carried him for six months where the first one, I was only pregnant for five weeks, but it still hurt. It hurt in a different way just like if someone were to lose a baby in of 10 days old uh, it would feel differently than losing someone when they're in the womb but that one right there you would think it would have hit me a lot harder because of how far it was but I actually became stronger in Christ in that the reason that that happened was because my relationship with God was in a, a whole different level so by then I had really truly understood if I couldn't go through it God wouldn't have put me through that and that there was a reasoning behind it and I could have chose to do the same thing Thing that happened the first time around, but the outcome was miserable the first time around, and I knew: Do I want to go through what I went through the first time? Do I want to be miserable, or do I want to look at the blessings and look at the good and try to find the strengths that God is trying to show me and move forward? And I believe that that's what I did. I try to look at the positive in it. It completely changed my life. It changed my relationships. It changed my relationship with God. I learned a lot about myself going through that. I always considered myself someone to be very weak. I dealt with drug addiction and. Alcoholism when I was younger because of things that I had gone through and for me that was my way out so this time around knowing that I was able to overcome without any of those things that the devil says we need it really showed me so much about myself and it allowed me to appreciate myself and the way that God appreciates us and I think that's one thing we all struggle with is that we don't see our worth through God's eyes and that's what he wants us to do it was so important for me to look at the good in that situation and to praise God and to build a relationship with him in that because I wanted to see myself for
0: who he saw me. With the death of Noah, that's when the Lord really truly began to do a work in you? Correct, yes. What did that look like?
1: I had peace in a time that I thought would be chaotic and disastrous, and I was able to talk to him every day. The thing that really stood out for me is that I heard him clearer than I had ever heard him before. And why do you think
0: that is? Because I opened the door to him instead of closing it. So when you opened the door to him and you began to really just rejoice in his word, what is it that you did?
1: I would probably say I would wake up and that by this time I had already started my journey of you know fitness and nutrition, which makes a huge difference in your relationship with Christ, at least in my perspective, from what I have felt. I would talk to God, I would Mm -hmm. wake up, and I'd say, you know what God, you know my heart's hurting, you know that I'm still hurting from what happened, give me joy today, and I would tell him to give me those things, but then I would tell myself that. I would speak to myself, I had affirmations in the mirror, you know, I'm a queen, I'm God's child, I am strength. I am serenity. I would motivate myself and encourage myself. And for me, one thing that's important about being able to overcome things that you go through is find things that you love and stick to those things because they help you with what you're going through when it comes to hurt. I got on my social media, I would make my videos of encouragement. Honestly, I'll be, I'll be blunt. It's not even so much for the people. That's the blessing. That's the plus that people get to hear my testimony, but it was more for me so that I could remind myself. You know, there's a huge saying as when you preach or you're a minister or whatever, you preach to yourself first, you know? You talk to yourself before anything. And for me, that's why I did those things. So that's what it would look like. I would do these videos, I would watch them. People's feedback, though I didn't need it because I'm, I'm doing it for Christ, it's like selfless. Feeling good that my hurt and my story and my illumination of Christ within those tragedies touch someone else that day and that's what my day would look like just you know laughing and making sure that I'm watching movies that made me laugh just trying to stay elevated in God's light instead of trying to let things that would put me in the dark consume me staying busy
0: were those lies from the enemy still trying to see through oh most definitely I think
1: whenever you get you're in Christ especially when you're going through things that's when he tries to hit you the hardest because he wants to use whatever storm hit you and he wants to feed it Magnify it. Magnify it, right. And for me, I am someone who's dealt with depression and anxiety in my past. And it got to the point where the devil really couldn't use anything else against me. But he knew that mentally he could tear me down. And what did that look like? Oh my gosh. Constant questioning of my faith. Questioning of, am I not meant to have a child? Like I said, and these are flesh, fleshly things that he's able to use against me. Feeling like I would not amount to anything. That God didn't want to use me as a mother or nothing that I ever did was good enough and that the reason I lost Noah was because I was gonna be a horrible mother telling me lies that my husband was going to judge me and that my husband was probably looking at me saying the one thing that as a woman you should be able to do, you can't even do. You can't give me, like, literally speaking, everything that would be able to trigger my anxiety to break me down. And I'll be honest, I mean, we're flesh, we're human. So there was times where in those moments, I would have those moments of questioning, like, is this true? And then I had to recheck myself. You know, I leaned on my husband for Mm -hmm. guidance because he was my rock. God most definitely used him to encourage me in the areas that the devil was trying to break me down. If there was a day where the devil had told me that I was a bad mother, out of nowhere, my husband would come up to me later that day and I'm so proud of you. Just know that, you know, no one knew that you would have been a great mother. And and I had not said anything to him, but God used him. And the people that I think that I leaned and depend on at times, it was people that God placed to come and reach out to me. Because the first person I leaned to depend on Depend on is God. Absolutely. He was my ma- he was the main person. You know, no one can do for me what God can. I wouldn't say I naturally reached out to someone. Yeah. God would place someone to come and encourage me when I needed it.
0: So through your faithfulness of just getting up every morning and praying, speaking those words of affirmation, um, having that bond you had with your husband, because I'm sure through the loss of a second child that helped you and your husband's relationship come together. Definitely. So you had that support. You had the support of. And the reason that I say that is every morning, start that day with prayer. Start the words of affirmation. Make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that are going to pour into you positivity, the word of God. So through all of this lisa how has the lord blessed you
1: wow he's blessed me in many ways i mean for me the first one that pops into my head is just the strength that i had the fact that i was able to look at the good in it that's a blessing from god god does that one thing that i love about god is that no matter how little you are no matter how weak you think you are no matter how broken you've been or god will do you will be his giant just like you know david and goliath Mm -hmm. he used david to win this battle with him and that's what people forget is that god can do that with us we limit ourselves and that's how i was i used to Limit myself. And in all of this, God showed me that I can do great and mighty things and that, and I can use this situation to show the world and to show women, you are not alone. Let me in. Let me show you what this tragedy, why it happened and what I can do from it. And Him showing me that I was so much stronger and greater than what I ever thought was a blessing. He also showed me a different side of my husband that was a blessing for me. You know, I had never seen Rashad cry, and it's not that he doesn't have emotions. And there's a lot of people like that. Everyone shows emotions differently and seeing him break down in tears gave me a whole different respect for him. I wouldn't have had that respect for him. Not saying that I did I had no respect for him but I wouldn't have had that You just you didn't have,
0: know that part of, right, him, of him in be, that manner.
1: Right and I had to go through that to see that part of him just like he had to go through what through that to see a different side of me. For me I didn't break down. Mm-hmm. I didn't I mean I had my moments after that mm-hmm. to myself but no one ever really saw me like break down because we all deal with it differently the biggest blessing has been my daughter Amari I got pregnant with her two and a half months later and I want you guys to understand from physical point of view and from human and flesh point of view that shouldn't have happened because my body shouldn't have been able to carry her and you know and I remember I was thinking you know maybe I'm just not meant to have a child we even started talking about adoption so for us to get pregnant two and a half months after that was just like but God and the crazy thing about it is God told me I heard him Clear as day, I was in the gym, and out of nowhere, he said, "Go take a pregnancy test." Yes, God told me to go get a pregnancy test. God is a comedian, and that's what people forget. God is—he's he funny. He's, he has a personality. A so for a second, I was like, "Is that me?" And then I heard it again, and I was like, "Nope, that's God telling me to do that." And I remember I went and I took it, and I could not. And he worked it out too, because right when I took it, Rashad was walking up the stairs from the gym, and I remember I ran out, and I was like. Oh my God, I'm pregnant! Like, and Rashad looked at me like, "What? What? You're, yeah, right." I don't know how many times I've heard this, and it's been a false positive. <laughs> like, and we couldn't believe it. And for me, that's just like I believe that my perspective on that situation and what I cho- my decisions is what led to God blessing me with a child. Because it could have not been that if I would have chose to turn my back on Christ, if I would have chose to play the victim and turned away, I could have been standing here today without any of what we have today but because of my faithfulness, because of my, and not saying that, you know, I had my weak moments, but because I stayed faithful and rooted in Christ and because I chose to show the world in my tragedy what he can do through us if we remain faithful, he blessed me in a way that I would have never, ever imagined.
0: I know that we are flesh. Every day it's still a struggle for us, especially when we are on that road towards Christ. What are the weapons that you use do you have a particular Bible scripture or are you involved in like a particular study for me the first scripture that stands out is for God
1: did not give us the spirit of fear but of power love and of a sound mind 2nd Timothy 1 and 7 and the reason that I have a lot of favorite scriptures I have a lot that I love because no matter what we go through fear is always triggered from tragedies but that scripture reminds me that I'm here you don't need fear if you have faith in me I will place serenity in your mind and take that fear out and once you're able to overcome fear there's so much that we can do i say that scripture every day what
0: is that scripture
1: again for god did not give us the spirit of fear but of power of love and of a sound mind second timothy one and seven and i think for me what that looks like is stepping outside of your comfort zone having faith that he's going to come in in the areas that you are scared and take control
0: but that's when he uses us. That's when he, exactly. Because if we think that we can do it, then we don't lean on God. We don't need him.
1: And again, we learn something about ourselves. Because mm-hmm. I will say that one thing I've learned is whenever I go through something tragic, God is giving you the opportunity to step outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, because choice. Right. When we go through something tragic, we're feeling things that normally we wouldn't feel. So what people don't understand is that's going outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. When you choose to see the good and. And something tragic that's going outside of your comfort zone because normally we're not gonna feel like peaches and cream when we lose someone or you know when we're going through storms when we lose our job we're not gonna feel like Yay! I lost my job. To feel the joy and there's a blessing and this means God has something much greater than me for me. Or when it's, you know, this happened for a reason, God's trying to show me something. God, what are you trying to show me about myself? You're stepping outside of your comfort zone every single time. And every time you step outside of your comfort zone, he comes and takes over. He shows you what you can do. And then it gives you a whole new appreciation for yourself as you're like, wow, God, I didn't know I was that strong. It takes work, you know, having to stay in my word. I pray as much as I can every day, whether it's talking to God, you don't need to just sit down on on your knees and get on the corner and put your hands up and pray to pray. You can have a conversation with God like we're having right now, like we're having with you guys, just talking to God. But for me, I do not walk out of my house. I do not wake up and I say a prayer every morning. Every morning I leave, I pray for the safety of my home. I pray for my mind. I pray for my husband. I am always praying. Now, was it easy for me to start doing that at first? No, it takes time. But it's what, God sees your heart. Is she trying to? What is she doing to try to get up to where she's praying? It took time you know. I get in my word maybe not as much as I should but as much as I have used to and that, and those are the things that I work on and those are the things that help me. The more you let God in the more he will work through you in your tragedies and the more that you'll be able to overcome and step out of your comfort zone in those tragedies. Right. Because it's never just going to be easy. It's never oh I'm not going to feel nothing when someone passes away that I love. I'm going to be
0: like you know you going To be able to handle that circumstance a lot better with Christ. Than without him. Yes,
1: because I will tell you right now, and I know a lot of women can relate. I've tried to commit, my, kill myself before in the past. I'm someone that's committed, that has tried to commit suicides because I didn't know how to handle things that I went through. I was a cutter. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to go to alcohol and drugs for, you know, for self medication. For chef medication, right. Or I used to party back in the day, like to help me ease with that. So I think sometimes that's why I never really saw my worth because I was always so fogged in the world. If this would have happened to me, probably. three four years ago I probably would have killed myself if I would have gone through what I went through with Noah then I would have killed myself or I would have let myself slowly just die and I mean both physically and spiritually
0: because people do become spiritually dead when yes. there is no relationship right. with Christ with Christ with Christ our spirit comes alive most definitely what is it that you have for our listeners to end the show today
1: first of all I would encourage you guys to if you got to start somewhere and this is for this is for whether you have a relationship with Christ or trying to you don't know about Christ or you really don't want to know about Christ right now at this time of your life. Um, I'm hoping this is encouraging you you to want to know about Christ because I've lived in the world. As far as mentally, I think I've been at the point where I doubted him. I didn't believe in him. I didn't know who he was. I was at a point where I was like, Christians, what is that? Or I don't need a Bible to tell me how to live. I'm living fine right now. I'm doing things of the world and I'm having fun. I'm having a blast. God, I mean, I'm getting all this. I don't need God to bless me with things because I already have them. But let me tell you, right? right now. When you live of the world, the devil's really not messing with you because you're already living the way that he wants you to live. I never realized that I was going down a hole. I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. I was partying and that was slowly tearing me up. I thought I was living it up. I never would have known that I was slowly killing myself. So I encourage you guys right now to, first of all, love yourself. Don't let anyone dictate who you are, who you wanna become, and tell you that you God's not gonna do for you what you can. Don't let anyone discourage you from following your heart. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't put limitations on yourself. Let God in, That's simple, let God in. When you let God into your life, God will allow you to see life. And when you see yourself for who he sees you, you have a different appreciation for yourself, for your worth, for the people around you. So you're able to see people not for their faults, but for their needs. You're able to have a new appreciation for yourself, for your relationships, for life. When you have that positivity for others that positivity is within you and you live better you have a new a new appreciation for life through his eyes and it, that's all you need is just give your life to Christ and if you have faith in him and if you just let him work you will see a huge difference and I'm telling you this because I am living proof and just before we end it real quickly I wrote a list me and Rashad five years ago of everything we wanted and there was a lot on that list it took five years to get it but again we're not on, his t- on our timing We're on his. But God gave us everything specific from a house to jobs to a baby, everything. Not only give us what we wanted, overflowing blessings. I know he could do that for you guys. And I know he will do that for you guys.
0: Thank you for listening to Trust the Journey. For show notes, visit us at facebook.com forward slash the 316. For questions or comments or to inquire about being a guest on the show, email trustthejourney316 at gmail.com. I encourage you to embrace God's calling on your life. Our ministry begins with our testimony. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Until next time, I am Tish Goble signing out. Have a great day. Thank you.